There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Titans. I'm Tennessean sports columnist Gentry Estes, joined by Tennessee Titans beat writer Ben Arthur. How's it going, everyone? Big week for the Titans, obviously. The uh, AFC Divisional Playoff coming up on Saturday against the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to talk all about that game, preview some of the matchups, and also give some predictions about what we think will happen when the uh, Titans host the Bengals in their first playoff home game for real in quite a while. Now, they had a game last year, Ben, where they were able to play at Nissan Stadium, but they didn't have the full complement of fans. They should have a full complement of fans this time. A sold-out crowd is expected at Nissan Stadium. Uh, Jarrell Casey's the 12th Titan. It's going to be a fun atmosphere and a uh, awfully big week for the team. Yeah, it's you, you can definitely feel the the energy in Nashville. I was just reading about kind of a, a pep rally that's going to be going on. You know, everyone talking about you know get there early, all the tailgates and, and, and the parties, and, and you could really feel people getting juiced up for this game. You know, with the opportunity to host their first AFC Championship game in franchise history, at least in the Titans era. So obviously a, a big deal, and 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 I think Gentry, we have to kind of start with Derrick Henry's expected return. We're recording this on um, Wednesday, and and going into practice, going into the day, uh, we we just kind of expected to to have the coordinators, and then the Titans PR guy tells us that oh yeah, Derrick Henry is is going to speak today. And so we actually got to speak to Derek for the first time since like, uh, well, since before um, he, he got hurt in on Halloween. So it's been more than two and a half months since we've spoken to him. He's still on injured reserve for now. But the fact that they're having him talk to the media days before um, what should be an a- activation basic, you know, in my eyes, that means he's playing. And I know for many others as well. And, you know, kind of what I think about Gentry is, you know, we- we've talked about how much juice there is in, in Nashville, um, for, um, his return. I mean, just imagine like him getting introduced, uh, in, in the starting, in the starting lineup for the offense. Um, just how, how loud, um, it, it might get in in Nissan Stadium and having that fan support in a in a full capacity uh, stadium is is definitely a huge advantage uh, for for the Titans heading into this game. Yeah, I mean it's a big deal. I, I think people understand is that the Titans made that run to the AFC title game a couple of years ago, but they they did all that away from Nashville. They won games in New England and Baltimore, and then went went to Kansas City. And I think that the city really got behind what they're doing, but I don't think the team was really able to experience that because they obviously weren't weren't playing games in in Nashville when that was happening. So to to be able to have that opportunity, I think isn't it, it isn't only sure it's a huge advantage in terms of winning the games and making the Super Bowl, but I think it's also a big moment for this franchise. They haven't played a lot of home playoff games over the years. They haven't played a lot of playoff games. Period. Here in the until the last few years. But they also haven't played games at home. So I think it's a real opportunity for Nashville to show itself as as a place that does big events well, which we know it does. Uh, you know, you see the, the Stanley Cup playoffs, the NFL draft. There's any number of instances where Nashville will show up for a big moment. And, and this is a big moment. Yeah. And, and, and just in terms of this matchup, Gentry, and, and you know, I'd encourage all you guys listening to, to – 
kind of read up about what Gentry wrote in terms of what the Titans said about that matchup with the Bengals um, last year um, in in 2020. Um, But, but that, that was definitely, and Gentry captured, captured this as as I said, but it really captured everything that was wrong um, with the Titans, particularly on defense um, that they didn't have a pass rush. They didn't sack uh, Joe Burrow. Um, You know, he, the past pass rush was, was anemic, and now we, we've kind of seen the transformation they've made. 17 sacks this year, over 40 this year. Um, three guys with more than eight sacks. Jeffrey Simmons uh, with, with eight and a half. Danico Autry with nine. Harold Landry with 12. Um, you know, th- this battle up front, you know, it, it, for, for the defense, that defensive line, that front four against a, a Bengals, you know, offensive line that has been banged up and that has struggled kind of protecting Joe Burrow his first couple seasons um, in the NFL. I, I think that's kind of one of the key things you have to look at here, because if Joe Burrow is able to get the ball to his playmakers and, you know, Jamar Chase and and T Higgins and, um Tyler Boyd, you know, all over 800 yards receiving Jamar Chase with over 1,400 receiving yards, um, how big of a threat all those guys are in in yards after the catch situations. So for the Titans, making sure that what happened last year doesn't happen and 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 you can get that pressure up front. And they have, frankly, they, they just have the personnel um, this year to, to get that done. And, and so it's just a matter of making sure that that does happen and making sure Joe Burrow is uncomfortable because he did lead the NFL in, in completion percentage um, this past season. So uh, that that's kind of one of the big things I'm looking at, right? Making sure that Joe Burrow doesn't kind of dissect uh, the the Titans' defense. Yeah, I think you know obviously they're much better. De- the Titans are much better defensively than what we saw in that game in Cincinnati last year. That that game was the low point to me for the defense. I, I As bad as it got last season, I'm not sure it ever got much worse than that. When you consider who the opponent was and just how awful that game progressed. And and look, special teams wasn't good. The offense really wasn't good. Tannehill threw an interception in the end zone. It's pretty sloppy trying to force the ball to A.J. It, it, was, it was a tough day. If I remember from being there, the wind was just ridiculous coming off the Ohio River that day in Cincinnati. If you're watching on TV, if you watch the the replay of it, it looks like a nice sunny day. No, no, it was it was it was really cold and it was really windy. And it was the kind of wind that like will knock you over as you're trying to walk to the stadium if you hit it the wrong tunnel. You know, if you get it a certain way, it was that kind of wind. And it was the kind of deal that made it really hard to throw passes. Going into that game, I expected Tannehill would probably have a tough day because a lot of quarterbacks struggle in wind gusts like that. Joe Burrow, however, did not have a tough day. He was able to do anything he wanted. He was able to extend the plays, and it got laughable to an extent when you saw how how the Titans just fell all over themselves trying to tackle the guy. Like There was one play where he shook four different defenders scrambled for eight yards and it was on third and 10. So that was a win for the Titans. They ended up, you know, stopping him. That was one of the few times they actually stopped him on third down, but it was, it was kind of a joke how bad the pass rush was for the Titans. And really that was the case all year, but never worse than that day. And Ben, it was so surprising to the people, those of us who were at that game, because the, the Bengals going into that game had four of their starting five offensive linemen were out of the game. They were hurt. And you're talking about a unit that really wasn't that good anyway. 
So I, I, you were over here, other writers in the press box, the Cincy writers in the press box before that game sitting there saying, what's your over-under on sacks today? Five, six, seven? Titans didn't get a single one. Now get to see. It's inexplicable to me still that the Titans were unable to get a sack in that game. Switch over to this year. There are guys on that Titans defense. Some of them are new and they weren't there. Some of them are not, and they remember that. And I believe guys like, let's say, Jeffrey Simmons have not forgotten that experience, and I truly believe they're going to have something to prove in this game. Absolutely. And and um, what was I going to say? I, I think, yeah, I, I think you ha- also have to look at kind of where, where the Titans and Bengals are right now just in terms of time off, right? I, I think because this is going to be the 10th straight game, uh, that the 10th straight week, that the Bengals uh, will will be playing, whereas the Titans, uh, they're coming off a bye, the wild card bye. They had the, um, what was it, the 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 mini bye after the Thursday game uh, against the 49ers um, between week 16 and week 17, and they also had uh, their regular bye during I be- I believe it was week 13 after the the. Patriots game. So since November 30th, the Titans have had two two full buys and a mini buy while the 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 Bengals are going to be playing are going on to their 10th week straight of games. Um and and the Titans are 8 and 0 coming off a long rest uh under Mike Vrabel. And so I think I I I think that's kind of an element that's maybe not talked about as much. Obviously anything can happen in these games, and we know how dangerous the Bengals well, the are, Titans especially. Are healthy. The yeah. Titans are as healthy. I truly believe the Titans at this point are as healthy as they've been all season. Absolutely, and, yeah. I mean, on Tuesday, they had the, everyone practice. There were just three players on the injury report, and those three players that were on the injury report practiced. Um, and, and, and we're recording this Wednesday. There were two players out um, who didn't practice, but still um, – very healthy, right? You know, you got Derek coming back. Uh, you got AJ practicing. You got Julio practicing. You don't You're see any about of a guy offensive like, line. Like Bud Dupree, a guy like Bud Dupree Bud is kind Dupree of all the way back well. now. Inside linebacker's not a problem anymore. David Long, some other guys. That, yeah, I mean, this sets up about as well as it possibly could from a timing standpoint. Of uh, the Titans just have 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 set up their team and the way it has fallen this season with some of these injuries, they are absolutely perfectly positioned at the right time of the year to play their best football. Yep. Doesn't mean they will, but they're in, but, uh, but I think from a standpoint of, look, this is a team injuries have, have defined this whole season. We've gone week to week and, you know, not just, not just Derek, but, but week to week it's, it's been who's available, who isn't. There's been a, there's been certain games that you go into that thinking the Titans barely have any chance to win the game, like New England. There were some other games like that. Yeah. And to think that that is completely, you know, what they went through then has ended up making them a lot scarier on paper now because they're ready to go. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. And we talk about the injuries that the Titans, injury issues the Titans have had in, in the past, you know, earlier this season. Now the Bengals have, have kind of their own issues. Right. Trey Hendrickson, their top pass rusher, 14 sacks this year. You know, he was in concussion protocol after their wildcard game against the Raiders. You know, he 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 was kind of upgraded to 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 full participant um, today. 
Um, but but they did lose, and I think this is a really underrated loss for them. They lost uh, one of their top defensive tackles, Larry um, Agunjo. I'm, I'm going to botch his name. Um, Agunjobi, um, you know, guy who was with seven sacks, um, one probably their, their top run defender, and that's a Bengals defense. Uh, that had the the fifth top the, the fifth best run defense in the NFL, um, and, and with losing him, you know, to IR, and and then you think about what the Titans' run game has been without Derrick Henry, and now they're probably going to have Derrick Henry back on Saturday. Uh, I, I think the Titans really have a great opportunity to to you know enforce their will, um, so to speak. Um, so so we, we we've talked about kind of that front four the Titans have probably being able to get pressure on, on Joe Burrow. You, you look on the other side of the ball, the continuity they now have on the offensive line in, in the Texans game, all five of their offensive linemen played 100% of the snaps for the first time all season. You know, we, we know Deontay Foreman has been Derek coming back. I mean, I, I think they, they really have the opportunity to kind of dominate the game on, uh, you know, on, you know, both sides of the, the trenches. Before we get to predictions, and we are going to get to that here in a minute, I, Ben, I wanted to ask you, what what are you expecting from Derek on Saturday in terms of, of workload? Uh, you hear different things on this, and, and I, I'm of the mindset that he's either healthy or he's not. And I think you can go into this with a pitch count, but you and I both know if things are close in the fourth quarter and you need Derek Henry on the field, you're probably going to put Derek Henry on the field in a playoff game. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I'd say I, I, I would expect Henry Derek to, to, to play the majority of kind of like those early down snaps. But but just with what I mean, Deontay Foreman has earned more than earned his shot to kind of be a be a significant contributor um, in this divisional round game. I mean, Derek is still and, you know, it's pretty clear that, that he's going to play at this point. Um, you know, I'm pretty confident in the fact that he's going to have, a, you know, a pretty big workload. But, you know, we will I'm fairly confident we will see, you know, a fair amount of Deontay Foreman sprinkled in on those early downs. Derek will if it's a close game and uh, and you kind of need Derek to kind of do what Derek does in the fourth quarter of a potentially close game down the stretch. Of course, he's going to get the bulk of the carries. Um, but I, but I think at least starting out, I, I think we will see a lot of Foreman because he, he has sh- shown um, that he's more than more than capable, um, more than capable of, of kind of delivering for the Titans. I mean, he's he's had some, you know, he's had what, 300 yard rushing games this season. So it's not like, you know, you're, you're just throwing out a you're throwing a guy in there just to throw him in there. Um, you know, you, you have Derek, of course, but like he's 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 legit. You know, Foreman's proved that he's legit. So, so I'd kind of see a little bit of Foreman. I think you you can rely on Foreman more than you could anyone else before Derek got hurt. I, I think he 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 does give them a more he gives them what I think they wanted Darrington Evans to be. To be honest, that that he hasn't been yeah. been um, able to to be healthy enough to provide that. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that in the offseason. In the meantime, I, I think, though, here's one thing that stood out from Derek's press conference earlier today, and like I say, we're recording this on Wednesday. You know, Derek's not a big talker, just, just in general, and he wasn't today either. But one thing kind of stood out to me from what he said, which was he'd never been hurt before like this. And that, okay, number one, that's just amazing. 
uh, that a guy that a guy can be a running back all the number of times he had high school, college, and now pro career. But he's right. He hadn't been hurt like that. The guy's been indestructible. So what if he doesn't think he's indestructible anymore? There, there's a certain aspect to that as a player that you hope doesn't affect Derek in a way. You know, we've never seen Derek Henry coming off an injury before. What does that look like? Derek doesn't even know what that's going to look like. So I, I, on one hand, when you consider that, I think you have to temper some of your expectations for what he's going to look like coming back versus what he looked like before he got hurt. Um, that said, having said that, I long ago, and I've said this before, and I will say this again, I've long ago stopped putting any limitations on what Derrick Henry is capable of as a football player Back. physically. <laughs> I, th- th- there is no, I, I will, nothing would surprise me about this. If he came out and ran for 250 yards and just went nuts, it wouldn't surprise me. I think the fact that he's been sitting there resting for two months is going to help. If you look at what Cam Akers did for the Rams in their first playoff game, he looked awfully good as a guy who really hadn't played that much. Uh, I think at this time of year, it's more of an advantage than people probably even, even say it is. Um, and I think the, Bengals, despite their numbers against the run, had a heck of a time with Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh Jacobs, the, the Raiders were able to really get the run game going in that game. And to me, that was a big – and some of that had to do with the injuries up front for Cincy, and I think that's a big red flag for them, whether or not it's Derrick Henry or Foreman or whoever. If you are going to go to Nashville and beat the Titans, you have got to be able to stop the run. And I'm not sure Cincy – can rely can rely on their ability to do that, and that could make a tough day. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. We we are going to do predictions, and um, I guess we can we can jump into that because I was going to give some reasons why I think the Titans are going to win. That's one of them, for sure. And yeah, yeah, Gentry and Gentry. Before we kind of get into that, I, I did want to say something on Derek. Um, this is his first serious injury during the season, but this is not the first serious injury he's had. He broke his leg before his freshman season at Alabama um, during a scrimmage in, I think it was April, it must have been April 2009. Whatever what, whatever was his freshman season, he kind of broke, he's fractured his uh, fibula, missed the remainder of the spring. Um, before re- returning for for fall camp, and he did play his freshman season. He he was behind guys like Kenyon Drake, T.J. Yeldon, um, but he has battled um, you know a serious injury before. This is his first time doing doing so in the regular season. But but I do think, and based on people I've talked to close to Derek, I do think kind of that experience um, you know has helped him. Um, because to my understanding, that injury before Alabama, um, you know, it was tough on him. And, um, and you know, coming you know, this time around, um, it, you know, he's uh, – there's – I think there's more perspective, um, right? He, he's you – know, something that a couple people told me was, you know, he, he has a family now. He has more perspective. He's an NFL veteran. You know, there's a lot of um, – He's probably more equipped now, and just the way the Titans have supported him, um, he 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 is in you know a good place, um, you know just kind of coming back from that. Um, 
So, do, you remember, do you remember how he got hurt? I'm just curious. Um, not off the top of my head. I, I haven't seen video or, or anything, but um, but I, I do know. I don't because I know Gentry. You you have experience, you know, covering Alabama, and you know I'm wondering if you remember, but I, I do not. I I actually didn't even know. Uh, Derek had gotten had a serious injury. I had broken his leg before I started kind of looking into it. Um, but I, I, mean, uh, I didn't. I didn't either. And it's because he hasn't. Yeah, like say he hasn't been hurt during a seat. Like you haven't seen Derek Henry get hurt on the field. Yeah, you know, at Alabama and the Titans. But no, it's a good. It, it's a good point to say that he has overcome an injury before, just not, just not midseason. So maybe maybe my fears in terms of this being. It's not as new to Derek. And look, that guy's been banged up, and we don't know it. You know this has happened over the years. I two years ago, he set out the Saints game with a hamstring injury that I think it was limiting him. I think he played through it, and we couldn't tell. But I think it was a – so you know this guy has had all kinds of bumps and bruises. He joked earlier this season that he hides it well, which is probably true. You know, Derek had, had, had – the facade was that the guy was indestructible, but – he probably really wasn't. So this is something that we're coming to grips with. He probably isn't. Oh yeah, yeah. Guy who's had <laughs> who's, who regularly has twenty five to thirty carries a game. I mean, I don't even want to know. Like his pain tolerance is probably off the charts. But but we, we, he probably has dealt with a lot of stuff that he he's he's, know, he's just he's just got to trust it though. With exactly. it being a foot, he's got to trust it. Psychologically, and, and if if he a good if you remember in the Indianapolis game. Before we knew the extent of what was wrong with Derek, you could tell something was wrong with Derek. He looked different in that game, and I think the big concern would be if if the Derek that was in Indy that day is the Derek that plays against the Bengals on Saturday. In terms of, I'm not going to say just just at a different speed, you For know, sure. and, and not quite himself and. You know what, though? Seeing him out at practice, I don't think that's going to happen. It goes back to the Derrick Henry rule, like I said. You don't doubt anything that guy's capable of. And I, I tell you this, you know, seeing him today at that press conference, it was it was good to see Derrick. There are very few players that I've – athletes that I've covered in two decades as a sports writer that I would say this about. The game is better for him being out there because there are very few players that when you're watching them play – you, the, the potential exists to see something that you have never seen before. And Derek has that kind of ability. You truly never know what is going to happen every time he touches the ball. And the Titans, I think, AJ and probably Julio still have that kind of ability. But you don't see it very often. And they've they've managed without Derek, but they've not been the same without him. And it's going to be good to see see what they're supposed to look like again. That's a great point, Gentry, and that I think that's kind of a good segue into our kind of predictions um, and, you know, kind of why I think the Titans will win. Um, I think as I kind of started this this episode with, like, I, I just think the energy we're, we're going to see from the fans when, when they announce Derrick Henry in, in the starting lineup for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, I've heard some you really big. Uh, I've heard a lot of noise in the past at these football games. Like when I was covering the Seahawks, like it could get loud. And and Marshawn Lynch, when he had the the beast quake run, uh, kind of several years ago. Um, so so I've I've heard and experienced you know crazy crazy noise. But but I can just I, I keep going back to what 
the atmosphere is going to be like when when Derek is kind of introduced. And I, and I think just that I can totally imagine the Titans feeding off that energy heading into this game. That's one reason, you know, why I, I, just having that fan support is I think that's going to propel them in this game in terms of X's and O's, as I've kind of talked about, I think the defense and as you've talked about, too, I mean, it, this is this is a completely different defense and this is a defense way more equipped to handle Joe Burrow than it was last year, just with what the pass rush has become. We've talked endlessly about how underrated or how big of an impact that Danico Autry has had for that entire front. Jeffrey Simmons becoming a superstar. Hale Landry, we know what he's capable of. Um, and and the Bengals' O-line just still isn't good. I mean, Burrow was sacked a, a league-high 51 times uh, during the regular season. So you, you know they're vulnerable. You know they're going to be leaky up front. With the track record the Titans have this season in terms of rushing the passer, you have to feel confident there. And then just going back to what I was saying about the run defense on the Bengals side, you mentioned Josh Jacobs kind of exploiting uh, them a bit up front. And then with, with losing one of their top D tackles and having Foreman and and Derek coming back and then how healthy the old line is. I mean, I, I just think there are so many factors that play to um, the, the Titans winning this game. Um, so that, that's kind of what I'd have to say. I would agree with all that. And I, I think the from uh, this sets up to me as a good matchup for the Titans and a bad matchup for the Bengals. I, I think we've talked about before, maybe not on the podcast, but you and I have talked about before the, the Bengals have a very much a new money feel to, to them at this point. I, I feel like this is the kind of there's a lot of very good young players, uh, especially on that offense. But they haven't been through this before. And you see this a lot in the NFL where you got to take your beatings in the playoffs and to kind of really learn what it's about. And it's just kind of a rite of passage, really, in the league. And I just see the Bengals as a team that's that's kind of kind of do that. And I think a team like the Titans is equipped to administer that kind of result. I think the Titans are a very physical team. I think they have the ability to physically manhandle a team like the Bengals because I think they're better on both lines of scrimmage. And and I think if they're able to establish the run, especially with Derrick Henry and pressure Burrow, then this game starts looking a lot like a lot of other games the Titans have played this year. And the the exact game script they want to have to take control of a game at home. Uh, You know, you take a lead, you, you build possession time, you get it done on the ground and then the other team has to throw a lot to come back, and we're, they're bringing those the front four at them and putting a lot of pressure on Burrow. And I, I think that this could set up to be that kind of situation. The one thing that kind of gives me pause on that is Burrow himself. I think he is. I think that guy's legit. I, I think he's going Super to be yeah, he's a top be five quarterback in the league. And you know, we we've talked a lot about you know Josh Allen and you know Justin Herbert out in L.A. has gotten a lot of attention and. You hear this, but I think, you know, if I'm sitting there drafting a young quarterback uh, after Mahomes, maybe maybe you would kind of consider a Joe Burrow. I mean, I mean that, that's maybe a topic for now. Yeah, that's your respect, but maybe yeah, a Josh Allen, maybe. No, yeah, that, that's that's a good. Yeah. The Burrow Herbert debate is is definitely a, a, a big one. And yeah, we, we don't have to get into that. That's not Titans related, but. Personally, I'd take Herbert because Burrow has torn his ACL and his MCL, and he's older. 
Um, so that's why I'd take Herbert. But um, but yeah, like you said, Burrow's a great, great quarterback. They call him what Joe Burr, Joe Shiesty. I mean, he's he's legit. You, you get nicknames like that. And there's, there's the, something about him. He's just you know it when you see it. You know, he's got and, yeah. And he's, he's been a big a game player. player. Yeah, and, and he, Gentry, he's been a big game player, right? Like that that game against the Chiefs, we saw what he did at LSU beating, you know, that SEC championship game and, and the title game against Clemson. I mean, he comes to play in the games that mean the most. And so, you know, it's very easy to look on paper, like at the Titans pass rush, how great they are and how bad the the Bengals O-line, how, how bad they protect him. And just say, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna be a piece of cake. But we we've se- seen what what Burrow has has done in in the past, and you know, so it, it's gonna be a fun matchup. Kind kind of, uh, I'm projecting ahead to something I'm gonna write this week, and that um, you know how much people have dug into the analytics and and the numbers associated with these teams. But if you haven't looked at it, and you're a Titans fan. You probably shouldn't because the numbers hate the Titans. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. I've looked at this this week, and the Titans have a remarkably poor profile when it comes to uh, strength of whatever in the analytics. Um, they're the worst number one seed, in, 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 in at least since the 80s, I think, uh, in terms of the uh, numbers. But here's the thing about that. If you don't put any stock in that, then you shouldn't put any stock in this. The Bengals aren't good either. The numbers also hate the Bengals. Yeah. That's the thing. The Titans are 13th right now in the ESPN NFL power rankings. 13th. They're, the Seahawks are ahead of them, Ben. Seahawks. Um, and, and 13th. And that's pretty crummy for a number one seed. But the Bengals are 14th. So yep. this is why it's like, you know, it's like all the Titans fans, oh, I don't care about the numbers and this and that. But they could also look at those numbers and feel comforted that they have a winnable game on Saturday yeah. <laughs> because the numbers don't like the Bengals either. Now, we start talking about the Chiefs and the Bills. And that's 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 a different discussion. I love those teams. Yeah, but we can we can have that discussion next week. But I'm, I'm, it's just fascinating to me that the uh, both of these teams are such outliers in terms of like what what the numbers and the formulas and the algorithms would say are a, uh, a good NFL team. Yeah, that's, and, and as Mike Rabel likes to say, win, winning takes care of everything. So it doesn't matter what the analytics say about you as long as you kind of take care of business. And we saw them take care of business despite playing 20, 91 players in NFL record, um, exclu- excluding strike seasons. This you know this year and and get the number one seed get twelve wins without Derrick Henry for half the year without AJ for six games without Julio Jones for for six uh, or for uh yeah for seven excuse me um you know that they won so at the end of the day analytics I mean that you got to take them with a grain of salt I think sometimes and and you know with the Titans um I, I think that that may be the case but we won't really we'll, we'll see on Saturday. You know what happens in this game. Yep, yep. All right, well, that'll do it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is you get your podcast. Drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Ben Arthur, I'm Gentry Estes. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week.
Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean, 